0: Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell Tell your your story. story. So Dwight, since we've been talking about rolling secretly and when to fudge the rolls a little bit, the question that is kind of at the core of that is, what is a GM in your opinion? Yeah, so a GM or a game master, um, you know, it's really an interesting loaded question. And I've seen people rant and and rave about this stuff all over over, uh, online and stuff. And so one misnomer is that it's the Game Master's job to make sure that everybody has fun. Mm -hmm. I would argue it's the Game Master's job to facilitate an environment where people can choose to have fun. Yeah, because if somebody doesn't want to have fun you won't be able to convince them to have fun regardless. Right. And if someone's disengaged, then it may be really impossible to get them to engage. Now, just because they're disengaged doesn't mean you're the cause of it. They could be disengaged because they've had a hard time at work. They maybe just had a fight with a spouse or a loved one on their way out the door before they showed up. They could be worried about um, children or, again, another loved one. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that goes on outside of the you know, in our world, like the three hours, three to four hours of gaming that we do every week. Mm -hmm. That said, it's also the GM's role, though, to make sure that there's an environment with which people can participate safely, uh, explore their character if that's what they wish to do. Um, If they want to roll a bunch of dice, then they get the ability, you know, within the rule limits to expand their character to be a dice rolling machine, if that's what makes them happy. If they want to go and figure out the arcane mysteries of the world you're building and you're okay building out those arcane mysteries and then, you know, have at it. I guess I would look at it as the GM and the players have a combined role to have a good time. And if one of them is bound and determined not to have a good time, then they won't. And hopefully it doesn't spill into everybody not also having a good time. The other thing that um, happens a lot is a GM will think that somehow their role is to be a god, in the universe like because they're telling the story they somehow feel like they're you know predestined and the deity for it and that leads to them railroading the characters meaning giving them no choices and making them basically i guess act out a story that the gm has in their brain that they're probably not telling very well Mm -hmm. i've been a part of those they suck uh (laughs) So rather what I see it as is the Game Master's role. Kind of what it wasn't. What is the Game Master's role? I think the Game Master's role is to work with the players to come up with some really cool storytelling ideas and then use a set of mechanics, i.e. whatever role-playing game you're going to use. So is it the D&D 5e mechanics? Is it a Vampire Masquerade mechanics? Is it Shadowrun mechanics? And then each of those have worlds attached to them. Um, Like if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, you're in a high fantasy-ish type of game. Um, You're not running around with cars and guns. If you want to do that, Vampire the Masquerade might be really good. Shadowrun, if you want like the D&D futuristic sci-fi amalgamation. Mm -hmm. Assuming, you know, Shadowrun's great, assuming you're okay with like, mega corporations duking it out and no more countries and that's you're okay with like fighting corporations and everything's very background political or very forefront political i mean the, the reason why all these games exist is because there's so many different worlds to play in and so many different mechanics so my thought is you and your players choose a mechanic to live underneath in some way shape and form and then you pick a a world and a particular idea that you want to play with as a group. And then they roll up characters. You roll up a ton more characters because you're the, you're the game master. <laughs> you roll up all the NPCs, good and bad. All the monsters, good and bad. And then you start coming up with the devices with which they can start playing. Mm-hmm. So I see the game master's role truly as one who is maybe setting the path upon which the players walk. But the players themselves will choose... Which, how the path is forming, where the path is truly going. And then the game master needs to be looking for that and seeing what kind of things your players enjoy and start giving them more of that. And what, if your players really hate a particular type of style, you do less of it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say you're really big into horror as a genre, like just you love horror genre. You love the slashers. You love the Friday the 13th. You love the Jasons. You love the screams. You love. You know, the the, uh, Silent Hill movies. You love all the macabre. Yeah. But you're playing with players who don't like that stuff, or maybe not as much as you do. So as you go into a game, you're thinking, cool, we're going to do a horror genre. And you don't tell anybody that's what you're doing. And you start kind of on this like, all right, your players show up and they run out of gas outside of a crazy looking mansion. And at which point your players are like, wait, hold up. This sounds very much like either a Scooby-Doo episode, which I might be okay with, or a horror flick, which I'm not okay with. Or a mixture of the two, which could, could also go bad. Which probably not okay with either. I don't want to get locked into a haunted house with a murderer. I just don't want to play that game. Mm-hmm. Now, the DM is sad, and the players are sad, and you don't have a game for that night. Um, so we did a episode on lexicon way early. I think it was like episode seven or eight or so. I don't exactly know the episode was really early, but lexicon is going to bring it up right now. Lexicon Mm -hmm. is a great tool for a game master to get the buy-in needed to, um, basically figure out what your players want to play and what you're willing to run. And that's where the two-way street is. And I think that's the role of the GM is to facilitate a two-way street of, Hey, I really want to try a sci-fi game. And then your players go, eh, like what? Like, are you talking about Star Wars sci-fi? Are you talking about Star Trek sci-fi? Are you talking about Doctor Who sci-fi? Like, what kind of sci-fi are we talking about? Mm-hmm. And then as the GM, you're like, well, I'd really like to run a, let's just say, a Star Wars-like sci-fi. And then they are kind of like, all right, episode four, episode one, episode seven, Mandalorian. Clone Wars, like, what world are we talking one, about? I mean, so something. many. Oh, oh my God, what are we talking about? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking like Mandalorian, and someone's like, I don't do Westerns. Well, we're talking about space, we're talking about sci fi. Yeah, but Mandalorian's a sci fi Western. Okay, great. So then it's kind of these things where it says this give and take. And so the, the game master's role is to figure out a world they'd like to play in and then contract with the players to figure out what they would like. And that's why I really like the lexicon. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you go to skullrpg.com slash resources, there's the entire lexicon rules sitting right there. You can just click on the word lexicon at the very top of the uh, little table of contents. It'll take you down there and you can see what it is. It's just basically a game sort of that you play with your players to determine what they would like to see and not see in a world that you're trying to create. So if you wanted to do a horror genre and you say, I want to do a horror genre, and I'm like, uh, that's tentative and you go, well, let's just do lexicon. And you can tell me what you don't want to see in the horror genre. And if they've stripped all of the horror out of the horror genre, I guess you're not doing the horror genre. But if they have stripped it down to a very specific type of horror, then you like, oh, I could run with that. And then they've agreed to it. And then they can, um, you have a contract between both game master and player where you're getting engagement The GM is not force feeding political or ideological or other sort of theology or anything like that down people's throats because they've agreed to be in that world to play together. And your players hopefully aren't on their phones because they've had a chance to help build out the world that they're playing in, which gives them bigger buy-in. So anyway, there's a lot of different types of GMs, and I just kind of wanted to highlight a couple of major archetypes Mm -hmm. because I don't think there's a right way to do game mastering, but I definitely think there are many wrong ways of doing it. Definitely. And I would say, you know, creating an environment that's toxic is a wrong way of being a GM and creating an environment where I'm going to tell my story and I don't care if you like it or not is the wrong way of being Mm a GM. But everything else in between, depending on your group is probably okay. And again, different groups will like different types of game masters. So what might work in my party might not at all work in yours and vice versa. But I think we can all agree that um, being abusive to your players um, on those two extremes we just talked about is never okay. Yes. No matter who your group is. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.